And anecdotally, we found that pharmacies who committed to the program earlier on in the year were consistent with tracking their members' progress through our weekly updates, and they had better outcomes by the end of the year. And part of this is because members received consistent and clear messaging to address their A1C with plenty of time to take action before the end of the program period. And then the last piece I would say is pharmacies who integrated this program into their workflow really found that to be successful. Of course, that looks different depending on the pharmacy's size and capacity, but having accountability and a plan for action set those high-performing pharmacies up well for success. Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where we believe that quality measurement leads to better outcomes. Let us become your go-to source for all things related to quality and medication use in healthcare. We will hit on trending health topics as they relate to performance measurements and find common ground for payers and practitioners. We will discuss how the Equip platform can help you with your performance goals, and we will also make sure to keep you up to date on pharmacy quality news. So buckle up and put your thinking cap on. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. This is your host, Nick Dorich, and we welcome you back to the show. For the month of June 2021, the intent is to focus on outcomes-based quality measures and the related opportunities for pharmacists to improve patient care. The standard conversations around quality measures for pharmacy or for medication use has focused typically on adherence measures and increasingly to gaps in care or clinical thresholds. Increasingly, measures are focusing on aspects of health screenings and how a patient is cared for by their healthcare providers. Last summer, the topic of outcomes-based measures was introduced as PQS and Humana began hosting quality measures related to hemoglobin A1C and how pharmacists could be involved with education and patient intervention for hemoglobin A1C testing. For today's show, we are bringing back the Humana team and we will be hearing an update about their 2020 hemoglobin A1C program and what will be new in 2021. Our guest from Humana is Sarah Shetler, and with that, Sarah, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Nick. I'm happy to be here and talk about this exciting initiative that we are working on together. Sarah, you were on the show last year to talk about the program launch, but can you remind us about your role at Humana and your background as a pharmacist? Absolutely. I am a residency trained pharmacist with a master's degree in public health, and I am the clinical pharmacist lead for Humana's quality network program. So in this role, I manage relationships with community pharmacy and vendor partners, and I spend the majority of my time designing and implementing innovative clinical pilots and programs that focus on improving our members' outcomes and pharmacy and clinical stars performance in collaboration with our pharmacy partners. And what's really exciting about this is that I get to be on the leading edge of new models of care in our industry, which leverage pharmacists to expand their clinical services and focus on improving holistic condition management and member health outcomes. Thanks for that introduction, Sarah, and that is very exciting. Glad to have you back. In addition to Sarah, I also want to reintroduce for today's podcast, PQS's Vice President of Client Services, Emily Andrus. Emily, thanks for joining. Hey, thank you, Nick. It is always a pleasure being on the podcast, so thank you for having me. I will say it is especially exciting to be on with Sarah today and to have the opportunity to discuss the program that brings forth a lot of passion for both of our teams and for network pharmacies. 
Um, affording additional reimbursement streams for pharmacies is definitely top of mind for PQS, especially when we get to see these opportunities be tied to outcomes in patient health care and those directly related to the elevated role of a pharmacist. So I've been looking forward to this uh, conversation today. So thank you again. My pleasure, Emily, and thanks for coming back on the show. Thank you both for the introductions. And now before we jump into the content of our show, I will provide a quick overview of what comes next. There are three questions written down for us to explore, and I will go down the list and ask the first question. Sarah and Emily will respond, and then we may have some back and forth to summarize the key points. We will repeat that process for the second and third questions, which will wrap up the primary content for this recording. When we get to the end, we'll have an exciting closing and summary. But now that we've described the process, let's go ahead and jump into question one. Now, question one, to get us started, let's review the 2020 hemoglobin A1C program and new measures that are introduced as part of this collaboration for Humana and for PQS. Emily, if you don't mind, let's get started. And can you give a quick overview of these new measures? Yeah, of course. So as we all may know, uh, PQS supports quality improvement efforts through the foundation of quality measurement. So when Humana asked us to brainstorm together on what A1C engagement at the pharmacy level would look like, it was an easy translation for us to support a program through performance measurement. So in order to do just that, PQS launched two new measures within the Equip dashboard to track the targeted member population that Humana was looking to impact. Now, these uh, new measures were A1C complete and A1C under control. And it's important to note that these are measures synonymous with those same measures that Medicare Advantage plans are held accountable to as a part of Medicare Part C participation. And in this program, the under control target was less than or equal to nine, which also aligns with CMS's accountability for Part C. Now, these measures operate just like all other performance measures in the Equip dashboard, whereby uh, we displayed a measure denominator, performance score, measure goal, and certainly the outliers feature to give pharmacies actionable details regarding members not meeting the intent of the measure. And what was a bit unique about these measures in this program was the enhanced level of data sharing between Humana, PQS, and the pharmacies. So for these measures, medical and lab claims data was incorporated into the calculation process and even into the equip display through the outliers feature. This additional data empowered pharmacies with supplementary details like when and where the last A1C test was performed, the test kit was shipped to a member, when it was shipped, and most importantly, the value of the last A1C on file so that the pharmacy could understand the level of improvement required to bring that member or patient into range. Now, these data points help to align intervention and counseling timelines for the pharmacy. And because these elements were updated on a weekly basis, pharmacies were able to readily track their patient's progress. Um, so lastly, and as a program requirement, pharmacies were also asked to document their encounters with the patient by completing a really short list of questions designed to help Humana understand what type of intervention was performed and the resources used in that intervention process. Um, this is a first for an equipped-supported performance program where this data was then shared back with Humana and used to best understand how the pharmacy intervention efforts helped to deliver the desired patient outcomes. 
Now, from a program perspective, performance scores for the January through December 31st measurement period were evaluated and displayed in February of this year, and reimbursement was distributed to pharmacies who completed the documentation requirement and had performance scores for the A1C under control measures that fell within the program-defined thresholds. So basically, the higher the pharmacy's performance score, the higher the opportunity to earn more per compliant member. Now, overall, this was a pilot program, and we were certainly rooting really hard for those participating pharmacies and worked very diligently to support them, too, so that they can knock this out of the park. Thanks, Emily, for that description. And Sarah, we'll, we'll pivot to you. And the follow-up question is perhaps the obvious. How did the 2020 program go? Was it successful? And what was the benefit seen for patients, for pharmacies that participated, and then, of course, for Humana? Yeah, absolutely. The 2020 program went great. The program ran from mid-June through the end of 2020, and we found that 20% of eligible members were enrolled in the program, and 62% of eligible pharmacies were also engaged in the program. And that means that about the, of the 10,000 eligible members, just over 2,000 of them received an intervention from their pharmacist that was documented in the EQUIP platform. For members, we saw a statistically significant increase in both A1C test completion and A1C control performance measures compared to our control group. So we know the pharmacist interactions with members helped close their gaps in care and make meaningful progress in our efforts to more effectively manage diabetes. We had over 400 pharmacies that documented their work in EQUIP, and this is really impressive considering we launched early on in the pandemic amidst a lot of unknowns and certainly disrupted workflows in pharmacies. 91% of our pharmacies earned reimbursement that would have not have been available to them otherwise without this program, and the majority of pharmacies received the highest level of reimbursement that was possible because of their strong performance. And then lastly, overall pharmacists provided their value in addressing clinical outcomes beyond the traditional adherence and medication safety work through this innovative model. And they really demonstrated agility and receptivity when we provided the additional medical data and opportunities for enhanced clinical care. Thanks, Sarah. And it's very positive that there's a good number of success on multiple fronts with the program. I do want to move on to our second question or topic for today, and this is going to focus on what enabled pharmacists who participated in the 2020 program to be successful. Were there any common strategies that were utilized, and were there any common traits for pharmacies that were most successful with this initial program? Yeah, both Emily and I have alluded to one of the key aspects of success for this, and that was the provision of medical data for pharmacists to view. Historically, pharmacists in the community setting have not had access to A1C values and testing data, so giving them visibility to this and then calling out which members required intervention was really huge for their success. In general, we saw pharmacies with the highest volume of opportunities be the most successful, but there was still a strong level of performance from pharmacies with lower Humana membership. And anecdotally, we found that pharmacies who committed to the program earlier on in the year were consistent with tracking their members' progress through our weekly updates, and they had better outcomes by the end of the year. And part of this is because members received consistent and clear messaging to address their A1C with plenty of time to take action before the end of the program period. 
And then the last piece I would say is pharmacies who integrated this program into their workflow really found that to be successful. Of course, that looks different depending on the pharmacy size and capacity, but having accountability and a plan for action set those high-performing pharmacies up well for success. Thanks, Sarah, for sharing those uh, bits of information. Pharmacies that had a plan early and executed that plan throughout the year, key aspect of success. And then it's pretty amazing well as well that you noted the last piece, that pharmacists integrating information into, into their workflow, uh, especially given that this was a program launch in 2020. That's pretty phenomenal. Thank you for those points. And I will, I will move us to our final question for this topic. And so far, we've only reflected about the 2020 uh, program, although Emily did give us a little bit uh, as far as measures that will be included for 2021. I would like to explore for the 2021 program, what is the same, what is different, and are the expectations for participating pharmacies different than what they were last year? Yeah, so the A1C test completion and A1C control measures will remain the same for 2021. But as Emily noted, we have expanded the program to include an additional measure that is for eye exam completion. And we've also expanded the program beyond the six states in which we tested last year to include pharmacies nationwide. We saw the hard work of pharmacies pay off this past year, and we're really excited to have an expanded population that impacts this program. And one note I'll make on the new element that we're excited to include with the eye exam completion, this is a component of the HEDIS comprehensive diabetes care measure. And although we can't generally complete eye exams in pharmacies, we have a hypothesis that pharmacists will really be able to influence this outcome by encouraging members to complete their eye exams, educating members on the clinical importance, and then lastly, helping connect members with eye providers in their area. And Nick, I'll just add that while it's not a different expectation from the pharmacies this year in 2021, but it's perhaps an opportunity for improvement in this program year, it's that the documentation requirement for the program is key, and we highly encourage all participating pharmacies to take a moment, complete that brief form for each patient displayed within EQIP, as this will unlock the potential for program reimbursement and really help with the evaluation of the program for subsequent years, especially with this new measure in mind. Emily, that's a great point to, to add. And the success of the program last year that Sarah shared, it led to expansion of the program for a new measure, expanding beyond the six states to a nationwide program. So that really becomes a key component for uh, any group as they're evaluating a program. And, and Sarah, again, appreciate the details that you shared for the program, how it's changing for this year, and that the team is really interested in having pharmacists provide education for patients uh, with diabetes and helping them to manage their health appropriately. Now, with that, we could go a lot longer, but uh, there's there are details available about the program uh, in the press release that uh, Humana and PQS have put out. Uh, but this does wrap up our question for today's topic. And as a pharmacist myself, this is an amazing topic to cover, and it could not be more exciting for pharmacists. This is about pharmacists providing care for patients, being hands-on with patient education and disease management. For many pharmacists, this is the reason why they went into the profession, and it's about a focus on patient care. It's a tremendous opportunity, and the expansion from last year's program to this year's more national opportunity is tremendous. Sarah, before we close, let's cover one final question for you that is not specific to diabetes management. What can or should pharmacists do with payers like Humana to further help showcase the value they can provide when engaging with direct patient care opportunities? 
That's a great question, Nick. Demonstrating your value and engaging the program when it is offered to you is so essential to advancing the practice of pharmacy and allowing payers like Humana to create further opportunities for reimbursed member engagement. One of the best things that I can see in my position is a pharmacy who takes that opportunity and really dedicates themselves to performing at the highest level. When we see that across the entire pharmacy network, it creates a great case for providing pharmacies more responsibility and opportunities for improving member health outcomes in a holistic manner. Thanks, Sarah. It seems like a pretty clear message. Show up, do the work, and we'll be set up for success going forward. Uh, Sarah, again, I do want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Quality Corner Show. Before we close, if someone wants to ask you a question about what we discussed today or about anything else related to quality and quality measures, uh, how can they contact you? Sure. I'd be happy to connect with them. My email is sshetler at humana.com, and you can find me as Sarah Shetler on LinkedIn as well. Thank you, Sarah. And Emily, before we close as well, if anybody has a question for you, how can they contact you and any final remarks you have for today's episode? Yeah, thank you, Nick. Um, certainly, always feel free to reach out. You can find me at eindrist at pharmacyquality.com. Find me on our website or on LinkedIn as well under Emily Endress. And before we close, Sarah, I just wanted to say thank you to you. Um, as you mentioned, an exciting part of your role is getting to be innovative with the pharmacy network and really helping to expand the role of the pharmacists and the healthcare that they provide and couldn't be more thrilled to be able to help support Humana in that mission and you and your mission here today um, and bring this program to light again here in 2021. So thanks for taking the time to chat with us about it. Absolutely. Happy to join and to PQS and all the pharmacies that are listening that may be participating in this program. We really appreciate your partnership. Excellent. With that, we have now officially closed our content for today's episode. In the coming weeks, there will be more content about outcomes-based measures and the opportunities available for pharmacists and the profession of pharmacy. We'll speak directly with some pharmacists and pharmacy organizations that are driving ahead in this space. Uh, that should provide you, our listening audience, with meaningful examples of how this is already being implemented with pharmacy practice. Now, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, and if you have a question or topic, please let us know. Similarly, if you have a topic and would like to come on the show and talk about it, we would love that. You can DM us directly on Twitter at PharmacyQuality or email us at info at PharmacyQuality.com. With that, I appreciate you listening to the Quality Corner Show, and there is one final message from the PQS team. The Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show has a request for you. Our goal is to spread the word about how quality measurement can help improve health outcomes, and we need your help in sharing this podcast to friends and colleagues in the healthcare industry. We also want you to provide feedback, ask us questions, and suggest health topics you'd like to see covered. If you are a health expert and you want to contribute to the show or even talk on the show, please contact us. You can email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind, what we can address so that you are fully informed. We want you to be able to provide the best care for your patients and members, and we wish all of you listeners out there well.